check. We've all got ups and downs because the world's intense. How could you find out what to pair with your life events? A cocktail will never fail to provide a lift. Just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about it. Welcome to Let's Drink About It, the show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. I'm your host, Chris Bowman. I'm Ben Harrison. And with us this week, our lovely and talented guest, Mr. Scott Anderson. Hey, man. Scott, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> Return. Hey, so, man. So, yeah. so timid. I did not know what words were going to appear. In your mouth? <laughs> In my head. Lay it on I, me, jive turkey. I still don't. I fucking still hey, don't. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how you doing, Scott? Your repeat, your second second appearance. Yeah, yeah. You feel good about it. Thanks. Yeah, I I feel honored. Good, good. You should. I mean, it's a huge honor. This is uh, this is uh, this is it. You it, made it. It's better than not being invited back. That's true. Right. I suppose that's true. Uh, this this podcast is the equivalent of stepping up on stage and and having a standing <laughs> ovation before you even start singing. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then I'll That's take it. it. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, is a big deal. This is a big deal. <laughs> uh, so I'm here at Scott's uh, home, and uh, we had a little lunch beforehand. And I, I got to tell you, that lunch, it's a soup and a sandwich lunch we had, and it's sitting in my stomach like a brick. An absolute, it's perfect for a podcast. What else are you supposed mm. to have for lunch, though? Soup and sandwich. It's the greatest. I think it's the only I had PB&J is. and some uh, tortilla chips myself. Oh, hey. Awesome. Like, did you put the tortilla chips on the PB&J? No, I'm not an animal. Well, you, you just ate them together, but separate? Yeah, two different things on one plate. <laughs> were you were you watching Happy Days while you were doing that? No, but I was humming the uh, theme song in my head. <laughs> uh, it's hard with peanut butter. Well, I guess <laughs> it wouldn't be with humming. Yeah. Um, and then I was trying to talk about uh, who shot Alexander Hamilton. Do you what, guys what? not have that peanut butter commercial or that milk commercial <laughs> nope. in Canada? No. Could you not come by the dead, dead silence? silence. <laughs> I guess that would be like the American Milk Council. But uh, we had this whole series of advertisements in the 90s uh, here in the lower 48 uh, with the tagline, Got Milk? And uh, one of them was a guy sitting in like a, a historical library mm-hmm. uh eating a peanut butter sandwich listening to the radio uh-huh. and they say if you call if you're if you if you're the first person to call in that can tell us who shot Alexander Hamilton uh we'll give you a million dollars or something like that uh-huh. and he he like looks around and uh like everything in this research archive is stuff that is about Aaron Burr shooting Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. and so he calls in but he's, his mouth is full of peanut butter. And so the radio says, who shot Alexander Hamilton? And he goes, um, buh. <laughs> you guys have, uh, you guys, this is, you guys have not seen we, this. We had, we had the got milk campaign, but we did not have the same. You can get mean, this I, ad. It's, it's, uh, it, it call me crazy, but I don't think a ton of Canadians give a shit who shot. Uh, Alexander Hamilton. So it's, it's probably... just a, it's just a historical factoid. It might as well have been you know who uh, which uh, <laughs> Soviet leader did Stalin uh, excommunicate? Sure, you know you, Leon you Trotsky. A, you have a point there, but it, the fact remains we did not have this campaign. You know why would I give a rip about something that happened on the other side of the planet? <laughs> See that got milk campaign. There's got to be like ad like. What advertising agency came up with that? Because there's probably a million other awesome campaigns. Yeah. Like, you mean, <laughs> like, 
You mean like potential slogans or potential like, campaigns? Like the product, milk, is yeah. just the most, I mean, it's milk. Right. Like literally middle of the road, the most boring, yeah. banal thing. And then that fucking campaign changed the face of milk. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like that's so cool in yeah. a way. And there's got to be, you know, well, somebody, I mean, it's probably a quick Google away, but how that, you know, that agency, what other cool shit have they come yeah, up like with? what were they? Oh, yeah. I see. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but do you think it touched Got Milk? Any any of their other campaigns even came close? Because uh, the only one we're talking about, well, it could have, because we know. We yeah. Um, uh, but as long as we're on the subject of uh, beverages, um, real quick, uh, at work... I'm we, sure we'll, we'll get off that soon yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll get off that in about an hour. We're going to stop talking about <laughs> beverages. Um, <laughs> um, uh, so we've got this... Uh, beer at like this seasonal beer at work and it's a porter okay and and um in it is uh uh it's made with peanut butter it's called pb and um it's like a pb and it's it's not jam but it's something it's like oh it's pb and grape or something like this anyway uh it doesn't sound appealing but it's actually quite tasty but not knowing that it was actually brewed with peanuts it's a drink with peanut like filtering or something in it right and weird yeah, and you can't. It's not. It's not present in the taste or anything. It's not. I mean, maybe it is. Like some one of the notes is, but I couldn't detect it. Anyway, do peanut allergy people have to steer clear of it? This is the fucking <laughs> thing, man. It's like you can't. You like you cannot just serve it without giving a warning. And we right. we actually had been for a day or so before I was told that it, there was peanuts in it, and I'm like, that could have been like really fucking bad, you mm-hmm. know. What a stupid idea to make a drink with peanuts in it, really. Yeah. Know? I mean, it's a growing Making up me beverage. rethink my, my scallop-infused vodka that I've been... Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I <laughs> thought it was funny, and I think that scallop-infused vodka is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've probably told this story on the, on the show before, but uh, I was on a flight with a friend of mine a couple of years ago and they announced that there wouldn't be peanuts on the flight because there was a passenger who was uh highly allergic to peanuts on board mm-hmm. and uh the guy sitting next to my buddy just let out a big like <sighs> and reached down under his under his uh under his seat in front of him and pulled out like a pillowcase sized bag of peanuts <laughs> <laughs> started eating them who travels with a pillowcase sized bag of peanuts <laughs> yeah. it's amazing I uh. I mean like on the one hand like like the guy is like a professional grade weaponized asshole. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, like is is it really going to affect somebody in row 46 if somebody in row 16 is uh is having some peanuts? I don't I don't I guess I don't really know like how that allergy works, but I don't It seems a little it, It's very hard for me to imagine that it like they would be that sensitive. It seems a little a bit of an asshole move because specifically, like you're going to carry a pillowcase of peanuts. Like yeah. no one likes peanuts that much. Like right, you know, right. if it was like cashews or something, <laughs> yeah, right. or almonds. Cashews, I can understand. No, man, this guy flies cashews. for the little mini packet of peanuts. That's that is the the reason he gets on that plane. <laughs> I don't even have he's, to he's not trying to go to Wichita. Like <laughs> he's just going to hop on another flight and come back. <laughs> Maybe it's maybe it's a, a smarter idea to just have uh, EpiPens under every seat, <laughs> or tucked away inside the barf bag or whatever. I don't know. 
Oh uh, yeah, little uh, little uh, medical emergency kit almost. Yeah, you know, right next to the in-flight uh, old-fashioned kit or whatever. Do they still include the barf bag? I was yeah. just gonna. I was just gonna say, you. I usually get a barf bag, but I do not always get a bar yeah. bag included in my seat hmm. and that always I feel like gets... if you're looking for it it's probably not going to be there yeah. right if you're like actually gonna like looking chunder. quickly if you're looking quickly to your left and right <laughs> it's best just to barf in the back of the seat ahead of you yeah mm-hmm. oh god uh speaking of that real quick ben you you had like a really bad uh turbulence experience i think one time you remember i remember you telling me like have you had multiple or is it just is there one in, in memory that that uh, sticks out I don't. I have a friend who was on a flight that was hit by lightning recently, though. Wow. Dude, I know somebody else who was on a flight hit by lightning. They were circling San Francisco and got hit by lightning and then lost all power and were in like a basic like free fall. And yeah, they baby. were saying their goodbyes. Anyway, I just, I'm, I'm terrified of turbulence. I don't mind well, flying. What cocktail would we, would we drink in that context? Oh. What's the cocktail for that life event? Let's see if the plane's going. Whatever's down, on the cart, I think. It's I just, think it's all. Yeah, the, the cocktail consists of every ingredient on the cart. <laughs> <laughs> equal equal parts, uh, whatever's in the bottle. Yeah. Um, uh, I have been having Bloody Marys on flights recently, and mm. I have to say, I really think that's a terrific airplane drink. Oh yeah. The uh, uh, there's like that little kit that you can get to make yourself an old fashioned mm-hmm. on an airplane, mm-hmm. which. You know, I think it's fun, but also like I would definitely be judging somebody if I saw them do that. You yeah. Know, oh yeah. One sure. row over. Uh, Bloody Mary's great. Like you know, well, what it's not re- well, necessarily well, my go-to drink on the ground, but uh, it t- tastes real nice in the air. It's like uh, about as flavorful as anything mm-hmm. you're gonna get. Uh, I really enjoy it. I'm a big Caesar fan, and I'll drink a Caesar. Anytime. Yeah. Oh, I bet the Canadian Airlines carry Clamato on board. Yeah, man. Do not fuck around. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm curious, Ben. What might you say if you look over uh, to across the aisle and you see a guy pull out his uh, uh, a positive his micro right muddler? Yeah, his micro muddler and his uh, his kit uh, to make an old fashioned his to go old fashioned kit. What might you say? Or what would you uh, think? What would you think? <laughs> I I mean, I would probably think like. <laughs> This guy's a bit of a twerp. I'm going to get back to watching the second Born Identity movie. <laughs> right. This is apparently right. the only movies that I want to watch on airplanes anymore. That's uh, fair enough. You like what you like. Got off this flight. I'd watched I'd watched one, two, and three in the Born <laughs> series. And uh, we got home and uh, somebody turned on uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting. And I was like, I don't know if I can really stomach... A fourth Matt Damon film today. <laughs> Somebody turned on Goodwill Hunting. That's pretty good. Um, uh, before we uh, get much further, I feel like we should do a proper job of introducing Scott Anderson, though. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of just take it that everybody knows, but yeah, Scott. You can't make an assumption like that. No, that it's makes true. an ass of Uma Thurman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> Scott, uh, is it fair to call you singer-songwriter? I, technically, yeah. Technically, a international international musician. Sure. International musician. Technically, yeah. you could do that too as, if you uh, want. Oh, as seen on uh, Making a Murder, international musician <laughs> um, uh, of the band Finger Eleven. Yeah. Uh, recently released a record. How recent uh, was it? Yeah, last year, last July. Last July. Yeah. And uh, touring, not quite yet, or you have been doing some touring. We did a big. Uh, yeah, when last we spoke, we uh, finished Canadian tour. Oh yeah, and then we your, got a bunch of your, dates. Uh, yeah. 
your, uh, your polyps. What was yeah. it? Twenty four hour cross Canada tour, or whatever it was you said. Oh yeah, yeah. went on went on tour for twenty four hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hit as many as we could. Yeah, it was like that Will Ferrell baseball documentary. Remember he yeah, went to yeah, like yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, how many how many stadiums and oh and he however many play hours on the teams or whatever. It's awesome. Um, a lot so like, I'm a lot right like Will field in a bunch of different uh, bands. <laughs> <laughs> The outfield, probably. What's, what's, oh, the outfield. Good call. Uh, so, what's uh, what else have you been up to lately, Scott? Um, more of the same. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm home right now. When we're writing a bunch of stuff, we just came home from uh, one of our cottage sessions. For for as long as we've been a band, mm-hmm. it's been a ritual to go up to a cottage uh, when we have enough material to kind of like sit around and hash it out, try to make it better. Mm-hmm. So we'll write during the day, and then it'll be somebody's job to make dinner mm-hmm. and then we'll play board games mm-hmm. and then we'll just do that uh, every every once in a while yeah. uh you know we'll do five or six days of that and it's just so great it's such a great excuse to get up there and do that kind of bullshit and I, <laughs> and every single time we get good stuff done mm-hmm. and this time we did uh instead of just play board games at night we uh we had this acoustic sort of campfire thing and we just let rick's ipod run and it's just full of ridiculous classic rock mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, and so we would just sort of stop every once in a while and go oh can we sort of do an acoustic version of that right now mm-hmm. let's try it so we ended up doing among other songs we did fucking ride like the wind oh yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> we did ride like the wind i had to fucking figure for cross yeah there's yeah. no there was you know this uh yeah it was christopher cross we we're up at this cottage there was no internet and and no cell service so i had to what tra- how did you <laughs> i had to transcribe alive? I had to transcribe this fucking song that I had heard like twice <laughs> and then sing it convincingly, you know, and it was all in fun. So we did yeah. a bunch of songs like that. Cool. You know, we did. Uh, so it was great. And then we're, we're doing more of that. We got some dates lined up in the spring and then uh, s- some stuff coming down the pipe. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's great. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember your, uh, you know, some of your uh, writing retreats, if you want to call them that. And uh, I remember at one point you went, you were going to a, a cottage that, uh, you had said was haunted. Do you remember? Or there was some sort of weird shit that went on. And there was a, a cottage on an island or something. Do you remember? It was like years ago. A cottage on an island. You don't remember cool. that? No. You don't? It's a cottage. <laughs> on, I'm, it's like I'm telling Scott for the first time. Yeah. He's like never been. Like, I, I swear to God. Was I, okay. Was I, was I like a third member of the Hardy Boys at the time? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking haunted. Anyway, all right. Listen, I think, I think that's the mystery. If, if you're a member of the Hardy Boys, there's a mystery that needs solving, and it's why Chris remembers stories from our lives that we don't remember. <laughs> Did I dream this? That you guys were in a cottage <laughs> on an island, and it was haunted? And there was uh, turbulence on the airplane? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Wow, that is true, man. I mean... I, I guess I, I guess my my life is not interesting enough. I just hang on to these like exciting details from my friend's life that they, dis, <laughs> they just dismiss. There was there was a cottage that was in, haunted with live mice. <laughs> oh, so right. that's uh, I was sleeping on the top Ooh. bunk. <laughs> Like, squeak squeak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was sleeping and it was the middle of the night. And you just hear like scurrying mm-hmm. in within the walls, and you're too. T- I was too tired to give a shit. I was like, oh, fine, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And then it was like uh, the world's greatest, you know, home theater surround sound system. <laughs> they, they would go like <laughs> up through the wall, through the ceiling, and then all of a sudden, guess what happens? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So the <laughs> the a, a mouse breaks through the the ceiling, and he lands on my back. And oh. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that okay. So here's something. Here's something. I've told the story of 
your brother Sean uh, picking up a fucking scrubber in the sink and it was a bat. <laughs> and, and then also the story of your brother Sean going to bed and putting his hand under the pillow and there's a fucking an animal that we don't know what it was, but we figure it was a squirrel. Like, and, and you now tell me a, a different house. This was a cottage. This was a cottage. Like those other two events happened in your home. Yeah. And then this <laughs> happened at a cottage and a mouse land on your back. I think you guys, uh, you got some sort of affinity with uh, Mother Nature. Yeah, yeah I guess so. the Wild Kingdom, rather. Well, there was a bit of good luck with bats when we would uh, rehearse. Like, w- uh, there was er, there was a bat that would be asleep in this yeah. rehearsal space, like in uh, my folks' house. Yeah. So every time the bat would be nestled in, like it was hard to tell. It was like if it had gone through rigor mortis, like you could <laughs> kind of touch it, which you shouldn't do, yeah, I right. suppose. Yeah. Disease-ridden, filthy <laughs> creatures. Probably some some bubonic something to, to <laughs> still get if you touch that. Ben, still. Good luck for rehearsal. That's what it meant. Right. You know, right. if the bat oh, was, it was there. Like, it was like rubbing Buddha's oh, belly. Yeah. That's right. right. The opposite of like an albatross. Right. Uh, yeah. To a sailor. You could like boil the bat and take it on stage and bite its head off and then be like, I'm pretty metal, but not so much that I'm going to like contract an illness. <laughs> right. Soft boiled bat. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Soft boiled bat. Uh well, make the crowd bad. goes mildly wild. <laughs> oh, is that a bad? Yeah, I think so. Life events. I don't know. I, I think I'm I'm burning out, you guys. I'm uh, I'm professionally slash socially burnt out, and I need a drink for that. Oh, Chris. Mm. Um, I've been uh, spending some time lately. Poking around Los Angeles, uh, looking at real estate, and I need a drink for that. Um, I need to go and see what my actual vision is like. I need to go get my seeing checked. <laughs> <laughs> but if somebody says, I need to get my hearing checked, you wouldn't think anything of it. But if I, if, if I say, I need to go get my seeing checked, I sound like a fucking idiot. You know what? It's a very good point. Scott. I need to go, because um, I'm not going to the eye doctor, but You're more not. on that later. Okay, right. Details to Teaser. follow. Yeah, details There's to follow. There's more wow. of the story. Film at 11. <laughs> I'm so perplexed right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here go the recipes. Ben, you will be drinking something called the Hunter Cocktail. Uh, it's two and a half ounces of bourbon, uh, half an ounce of cherry hearing liqueur, uh, a bar spoon of maraschino liqueur, maraschino liqueur, uh, take a shot. Uh, <laughs> Don't uh, take a shot of maraschino liqueur. No, too but gross. something. Yeah, something else. Shot of anything that's nearby, uh, other than maraschino liqueur. Maraschino liqueur. Take another shot. Uh, three Ugh. drops of Angostura bitters. Um, you are going to. Oh, I have orange bitters here. Am I wrong about that? Not orange. Yeah, Angostura orange bitters. Sorry. Ah, uh, my bad. So you're going to stir all ingredients with ice and strain into a chilled glass. Uh, and don't forget, Ben, to enjoy that drink. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's the final instruction. I'll see you about that. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you're going to be drinking a smoked martini. So this is uh, barely a cocktail. It's mainly just chilled gin with a little bit of uh, scotch whiskey in it. But yeah. uh, So you're going to chill a cocktail glass, glass, then rinse the inside of it with a dash of scotch whiskey. So you just pour a little bit in there and like rotate the glass around so that it coats and then discard the excess. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, stir two and a half ounces of gin with ice until well chilled and strain into the glass express a lemon peel over the drink rub the peel around the rim of the glass and garnish nice uh, 
Yeah, we've got some. We've got these are pretty. Uh, this week, uh, spirit forward feature this week. Yeah, this is uh, a lot of up drinks. Yeah, a lot of boozy up drinks. Yeah, um, and Scott, you'll be drinking the Blind Pilot. Um, <laughs> it's an ounce of uh, bourbon, one ounce of sweet vermouth, and an ounce of Galliano liqueur. Uh, so you are going to uh, add all ingredients in a mixing glass. Uh, add ice, stir vigorously for 30 seconds, uh, and then strain into a stemmed cocktail glass. I mean, I don't think we'll be doing that here, but, uh, you know, it's entirely up to you. Make those drinks. Uh, cheers, fellas. Cheers. I know my drink only called for one maraschino cherry for garnish. I got a little saucy and put two. Oh, man, that's crazy. Are you nuts? I'm a crazy man. You're crazy, man. I have a very hedonistic lifestyle. <laughs> pleasure, I pleasure. Mean, well, you know what? Our old friend Veronica Simmons, uh, 2016, uh, what was it? 2016, the year of pleasure, something like that? Pleasure oh, only. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, would actually be good at this if we could remember that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, no, it would be, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's instantly erased as soon as we start drinking on this podcast. So it's, like, yeah. it's not like it's, it's uh, recorded forever. It's not like we can go back and actually research the shit i know it uh, one really weird thing about podcasting that i never believed when i heard people talk about it on all the shows i listened to for 10 years before we started this show mm-hmm. was like instantly forgetting everything they talked about on their podcast the second sure. they finished recording yep like i can edit the show and it's like all totally new to me and i'm like oh it'd be really funny if chris said this and then you say that yeah, like, <laughs> like I hope I do this joke and then I do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like oh, my mind has like basically devi- devolved into just being like action reaction, <laughs> and it's incredibly predictable to me where I'm going to go <laughs> with any right. given scenario. I have I've I've heard um, you know uh, I've been like sort of within earshot of someone approaching like a podcast. Uh, somebody they're a fan of a podcaster they're a fan of, and they're just like, oh, you know, remember that time you said this. You know, it no. could have been like five years ago, you know, right. and, and it's like, oh yeah, no, I don't know. Like they don't, they don't understand the joke this fan is making about the podcast they're talking about, you know, because it's, you know, they don't ever go back. The, the, the person creating the content doesn't necessarily go back and listen to their own content, you know, totally, or, or hang on to it as dearly as a fan might, you know, or a listener might. But, um, yeah, it's kind of funny that way. It is really just right out, right out of your head, you know? It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, ben, how is that drink? Um, it's very bourbony. It's hard to taste anything but the bourbon, but it is 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. So Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, the taste buds are a little weary. Yeah. The last, the last two things I ate are peanut butter sandwich and croissant. So there's <laughs> <laughs> not really well, bourbon o'clock here. I mean, I uh, all the... Uh, how to drink guides that I've read. It tells, it, t- it does say, make sure you oh, yeah. prime uh, the pump by having breakfast <laughs> and then a very light lunch. <laughs> wait, wait now. Um, Ben, did you have a peanut butter and jam croissant? No, 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 no. Oh, fuck I God. just had a, I had a, 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 a croissant for breakfast. <laughs> I like that we're giving, <laughs> going for Getting it. Even, yeah. even more offensive with every, with every pronunciation. <laughs> See, is it just offensive? Be- well, is it offensive to kind of make the effort? It's always, I don't know. I, I don't never know what to do. I don't do. think it's offensive to make the effort. Right? Every time I, I visit, 
Like Germany was embarrassing. Italy was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Because you tried? Just trying a little bit. Yeah. I just felt like, oh, listen, I don't want to insult you in your language, but here goes. Yeah. You know? But, so Ben, what's the typical, uh, you know, because you do speak a little French, right? You have taken French. I've studied French for a long time and sadly have never been able to manage fluency, but I can, I can putter around a little bit. Well, what, what, what uh, typically, or how do Americans typically pronounce croissant? I think it's all over the map. I've definitely heard people that like have a really strong preference one way or another. Yeah. Uh, you know, like croissant or, or something. Right. Or so, and like, I don't know. I, I've definitely like, heard people go like, oh, I hate those snobs that pronounce it croissant. Yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> do you hate snobs that use chopsticks when they go out to Chinese food? Or like, <laughs> where where is your threshold for snob? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I, I, it's been all over the friggin' internet the last uh, couple of weeks, but like the, the, uh, taking the, taking the crescent out of croissant, like take, like straightening croissants. I, <laughs> there's like a reason for it. Like it, it, there's like some sort of, there's some sort of, uh, oh, what is it? Oh, it's, it's, it's so it's easier to eat or something. It's so it's like, right, it so you like, can, it's, it's, well, now I'm excited. Because <laughs> oh now Scott's listening. Yeah, he was now, actually kind of like woke, sleeping upright about a second right ago. Then he heard about straight croissants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you Scott now Anderson you hella woke when it comes to croissants. <laughs> I am I am hooked the fuck in here. Yeah, okay. Uh, what if you could make like a great like sub with croissant? You I'm could, afraid to say that. You can make a goddamn sandwich with a croissant if it's got curls at the end of it. Yeah, I know, but like, then you're like, you're, doing it you're, for a you're long fucking, time. your meat doesn't fit, your cheese doesn't fit, like nothing fits. Oh. Like egg salad wood, wood. <laughs> <laughs> egg salad would fit. Tuna. Yeah. But I'm saying Tuna like salad, your conventional. Chicken salad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all like, all know, the chicken salads. Salad, oh, what about salad. Potato salad. What about bendable, this, guys? Bendable salads. Pulled, pulled pork and coleslaw. That shit would fit. That would work. That would work. On a on a traditional croissant. Let's fucking eat about it. Yeah, let's eat about mm. let's eat sandwiches about it. The mouth sounds in that show would be even worse than the mouth sounds in this show. It's oh, like God. today we're Staggering eating peanut butter and peanut butter and banana sandwiches. <laughs> this this week I'm eating a big <laughs> mouthful of cake. Yeah. Oh, and we could offer a million dollars to the person who calls in and says the thing about Aaron Burr. <laughs> There yes. we go. That's perfect. You brought it right back around. Yeah. I knew we would finally figure out how to get listeners someday, Chris. <sighs> yeah, and we did it. Yeah. Uh, 101. EP 101. Here oh, this are. is 101. Yeah. Well, I was excited yeah. to try to pick a life event that would not steer me towards anything resembling that fucking cocktail that uh, Frank Collins. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think we may have disgust. to retire the Frank Collins after, after the last episode. That was it. Yeah, no, this is, uh, yeah, it's never to be done again. Such a powerful image. I mean, it did make me laugh. It was funny because I was listening in bed. <laughs> and I just, that's where I listen to most podcasts. And yeah. I'm laughing. Uh-huh. And like, <laughs> to the point where like, it's, I've just got this sort of belly chuckle going. <laughs> and I get a text from my wife. And all it says is, why is the bed moving? <laughs> I was just enjoying, I was enjoying that podcast. You, Got a text from your wife who is also in bed? Yep. 
That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That happens all the time. That's great. Yeah. Be- it's mostly because there's... I like, don't, sorry, I don't, guys, I don't know how wives work. It's a sorry. pug alarm, right? If you start talking, mm. so it's just easier, Oh, right? So you just sort of like... A pug alarm. Any yeah. sound will set the one guy off. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was, it was, what a great, uh, it was a great text. So we had a lot of fun on that episode. We really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned life events, Scott. Uh, I did. So what did you come up with? Here's what I came up with. Um, I had to go and get my uh, license sticker renewed. Yeah. Right. And so you have to go to the equivalent of, I guess, what is the DMV? But it's, mm-hmm. we don't have a cool name for it. Mm-hmm. It's just called. Service Ontario. Yeah, Service Ontario. You can get your passport updated, I think. Sure, yeah. Many things you can do at Service Ontario. (laughs) Shout out to Service Ontario. So so the thing is, on my license, I have had, like, is it annotated or denotated? Like a little G. Ben? Boy, I don't know. To to basically denote, Mm -hmm. I'm going with, uh, that I need glasses (laughs) while I I drive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay? So I... I, um, I'm like, I don't need glasses anymore. I have, I've had laser surgery. Mm-hmm. So oh. I'm like, all right, I have to, I, this G is bothering me. Plus I'm going to get in trouble if a cop right. pulls if me over. Right, if you get pulled over, they see yeah. no spectacles on you. Right. You're, you're so, up shit creek. Correct. So I'm basically driving there and I'm like, okay, I got to get my sticker renewed. But I'm also in my head rehearsing this case I need to, you know, make. Please. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, when you go and you're trying to goodwill hunting, representing yourself in the trial. (laughs) I just, it's that longstanding legal precedent (laughs) (laughs) going back to the 1700s, your honor. (laughs) That's right. Lady behind the counter just rolls her eyes like next. I know it's so yeah, a a far less, you know, um, complicated version of that. It's the same argument the imaginary argument I have when I need to go return something at fucking Best Buy right, or whatever, you know, you imagine <laughs> shout out to Best Buy. some sort of problem, you know, it's like, well, I bought it here and here's the receipt yeah. and uh, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. You're you know? already, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're anticipating conflict. <laughs> Correct. Right. It's like how your hackles, my... your hackles are pre-raised. <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking Ben in my language, actually. So, yeah. um, the, the lady who, who helped me out couldn't have been nicer. But, you know, I was paying for my... So did you yell at her? And stuff. Uh, yeah. So I just right. fucking gave it Laid to her. In, I was right? like, all right, yeah. easy target. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. I just said, oh, yeah, you know, by the way, there's there's a G on my license. I don't, I don't need any more because, like, can we just go ahead and take care of this? Yeah, you know? Yeah. It, I didn't slip her a fucking 20. I was just like, yeah, I, my eye, you know, I got laser surgery, you know? Like, uh, yeah. So I was walking around. Like, if I have to hear about this laser it's not surgery... A big de- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh, Robo Man over here with fucking laser yeah. eyes. I know my old license says I need glasses, but my friend Alexander Hamilton doesn't agree. Yeah, she called me over. She was like, oh, T1000? Come on over here. No, no, no. No, I'm just a regular. I'm just a regular yeah. uh, guy See, with if you are, Anybody seen Sarah Connor? <laughs> um, uh, well, I mean, but you, so you said like you don't need the G on your license anymore. Like you've had, you had corrective surgery like... Like literally 15 years ago. Well, that's, I go, I, I, I tell the girl, yeah, well, I don't need that G anymore. I was like, can we, you know, she's like, well, you have to go to the driving center mm-hmm. and get your, you know, 
uh, get a seeing test done. Because mm-hmm. my argument was going to be like, look, I haven't been to the optometrist because I don't need to go to the optometrist. Right. My eyes are like stronger than they'll ever be. Right. So I was like, look, this is redundant. This is Kafkaesque, <laughs> you know. She's like, no, you right. just need and to go you to guys, the... You guys have socialized medicine in your country, so you would think that there would be able to be some sort of like official crosstalk where no, here's one the... de- department could just be like, yeah, we fixed his eyes to another department. Mm. Yeah, well, do you know what they... Uh, they took uh, eyes and teeth off the old uh, coverage list. So oh, they did? you have to pay for anything eye and... Like dental and, and vision related, you have to pay out of pocket. So Motherfucker. Have... Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I know cry us a river, right, America? (laughs) (laughs) I actually am currently on what amounts to socialized medicine in (laughs) New York because I've been so broke lately. But uh, I haven't actually, I haven't tried the dental or or, or eye care coverage, but I'm a little worried about what the DMV equivalent of uh, vision vision exam is going to look like. Oh, shit. Well, I thought they could just sort of shove a chart like in my face and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. You're yeah. good. She's like, no, you got to go to this. Uh, Poke your eye with a chart. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Ow. Oh, you can feel that? And you're good to go. Yeah. Your eyes clearly work. <laughs> but she was trying to be nice. She's like, you have to go to this, you know, the driving center, you know, not far away. Right. But she's like, and uh, yeah, it's been over 10 years. So you should probably, you know, like you, you should get that done. You right. Know? I was like, yeah, I, f- I felt like an idiot. Yeah, of course I need to get that done. But I suppose since I don't feel like I'm a danger, like I'm, I, have, I have great vision, I'm not endangering anybody on the road, and I guess I guess I could just get fined. But right, um, I, I don't feel like a danger. Talk- I'm, I'm fine to drive. <laughs> I'm fine. I drive better when I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Almost James Stewart. Almost James Stewart. So uh, yeah, I procrastinated, and that was. I mean, I look. The end of the story is I got my sticker, and I still haven't been to that. <laughs> I place and I got to get I got to get to it hopefully this drink and Uber help me get there faster maybe we could do it right after this sure yeah we'll sounds like fun to knock it out of yeah, the park just have a couple more hop behind the wheel put on a blindfold take uh, off uh excuse me doctor could you take down at least two of the charts you've got up oh so I'm a dr- I'm a drunk guy in a, in the movies in the 50s yeah excuse me doctor <laughs> yeah I seem to see seven charts how many <laughs> seven doctors <laughs> Seven charts and seven no, doctors. Now no playing. wonder this the trust fund that runs socialized medicine is bankrupt. How many doctors do we need in one room? <laughs> Fucking hayseed. That's amazing. I love. The, I, I would. I would be first in line opening day for a movie called Seven Charts and Seven Doctors. Like charts gets headline yeah. before the fucking Tom seven. Billing. Seven pieces of paper. Star. <laughs> That's how movie titles work, right? The star of the show is the title of the movie. Yeah, yeah. You guys know how it goes. Oh God. Um, well, I'm. Uh, you're, you got it half sorted. Then you've got it half figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Well, how does the you? blind pilot work with that? Uh, with that condition. This taste. That, that toast burnt condition. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this. I mean, uh, like you said, Ben, I, it's mostly like the whiskey comes right up front, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. But I mean, but it's it, equal parts, which is odd. Do you taste any of the Galliano, for example, like vanilla? Do you have any? Yeah, but not uh, the bourbon. Not as much thing. as I would expect. Right. It just tastes like fun whiskey. 
Oh, that's good. <laughs> Scott, Scott was saying uh, that. Oh, uh, Christ. Yeah. Here no, we go. It's what you get for this speaking. Was, this is what you get. This was off I, mic. Yes. Well, it was off mic. Now it's yeah. uh, Here we go. On mic. This is like uh, a Howard Stern gotcha moment. <laughs> yeah. Listen up. You're never going <laughs> to guess what punches over here. Scott <laughs> just told me that his nightcap consists of uh, a glass of uh, 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 whiskey with a fireball whiskey topper. <laughs> That's his nightcap. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. He likes, he likes cinnamon. It was told in total fucking confidence. And now you make me look like a jerk off. You, you Trust is uh, going to be tough to, to earn back at this point, Chris. <laughs> Scott actually said, he's like, you don't have to tell anybody about that if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I decided to tell everybody. Um, yeah. That was, it was a big hit at the cottage. I started doing that. And then my brother started doing it. Oh, and it's then spreading. Yeah. yeah. Like wildfire ball? Yes, someone's uncomfortable in Brooklyn right now. Wild, wild fireball is hard to say. Wild fireball. I couldn't open a business and be a secretary at Wild Fireball. Ben, so what? Uh, what? What kind of man? I don't even want to know the answer to the question. Maybe I won't even ask. Uh, so I'll ask a different one. How? What how kind of was, bullshit have I been up to? <laughs> <sighs> what kind of bullshit have you been up to, Ben? Uh, I've been up to the bullshit of a very speculative two days, uh, in LA where I was out in LA for about a week and, Mm -hmm. uh, two of the days my wife and I spent, uh, on sort of reconnaissance, like neighborhood reconnaissance, Mm -hmm. um, where, you know, she knows that I don't have a natural, uh, internal, desire to live in los angeles so she uh would like to uh make the transition as easy as possible by letting me pick a neighborhood that would be as inoffensive as possible okay and uh and i've also managed to lobby several concessions out of her Uh uh for our move to la i will be allowed to purchase a pebble ice machine Hey. If we move to Los Angeles, which is like a, an extremely an extremely ridiculous thing to own because they cost like fifteen hundred dollars, but they make yeah. the best type of ice. Yeah, uh, I will be able to uh, have a cat, which is something nice. that I've always wanted to have, but hey, she she's been resistant to. She's a dog person, so uh, so you know things are things things are looking up for me in that department. Um, well, that's good. At least something. I like that you, uh, you, uh, what do you call it? Like finagled uh, something out of the deal. Yeah. The downside was that we, um, the 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 form that this that this exploration took was uh, her brother lent us his car because he was going to be uh, out of town the couple of days we were doing this, and the mm-hmm. the seat uh, the driver's seat on his car is has a has a motorized uh, adjustment for you know proximity to the front of the car the wheel yes so um it's it's jammed and it is jammed in the furthest back possible position meaning i'm the only person oh. in the entire clan that can reach the pedals oh um, and we all know how ben loves to drive in los angeles right and so for 2 days all we it wasn't just driving it was driving aimlessly like it would be like let's go to culver city and drive around let's go to atwater village and drive around let's go to echo park and drive around and and like we literally spent two full days just kind of 
like she would have her app open with different home listings like oh these are the homes in this neighborhood that are within our fantasy price range i don't know like how we have a price range because we don't have any money but (laughs) 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 apparently we've settled on a price range of homes Uh, right right uh and uh so we just like we would just kind of buzz these different listed homes and uh and be like yeah that one looks pretty good from the front and and then kind of decide whether it was in close enough proximity to shit that i cared about doing and uh you know like a trader joe's or whatever yeah um but uh you know the uh it was it was uh it was a very trying uh trying time for me because i really don't enjoy driving at all and uh especially if i you know don't if i if i get get behind the wheel i like to know exactly how much more time i'm going to have to be behind the wheel and if it's like uh until we basically decide to get out and walk around for a bit and get a snack yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is uh that is my personal nightmare. So I think like like her 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 intentions were were totally noble and uh and good in trying to like kind of ease me into the idea of one day living in Los Angeles, but uh the um <laughs> in practice it basically felt like dumping salt into the ever opening wound of <laughs> having to leave New York. Um yeah, I mean that's the question I was going to ask. I mean, you said someday move into LA. You have a you have a tentative time frame for this? Uh, we don't. It sort of is going to be largely determined by uh, work. I think at this mm. point, um, and there's even a chance that one of us moves ahead of the other. Yeah, um, because uh, you know she's still working on the politics and yeah. potentially could be doing that until November. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I might be working for, you know, totally freelance, but there's, I'm, I've been, uh, you know, in, in the running for a couple of pretty exciting jobs, heading up video departments at various companies. And if, uh, if any of those comes through, I will be, uh, pretty focused on, doing that instead of moving to somewhere where I don't have a job. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's a tough, Uh, it's a tough transition anyway. Anyway, you look at it. It is. Um, you know, it's, uh, if, if I can land one of these, uh, one of these gigs, it's not like it will extend the time we were planning on spending in New York necessarily, but it, uh, it would be hard to, you know, I'm not going to take something if I know I'm not going to do it, you know, if, if I know I'm not going to give a, a serious go to it. So, yeah, uh, I, it, it's a hard question to, uh, to answer and, you know, it's something that is definitely going to be tricky for us to negotiate as a couple. Yeah. You're talking about as a couple, you, you mean you and I in this recording <laughs> podcast, right? Yeah, because it's going to be very inconvenient if we're three hours apart. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's totally, uh, it's happened before, you know, it's, uh, we, yeah. we, we can do it. We know we can do it. And uh, uh, I just don't like the idea of uh, you moving to the other side of the continent, buddy. I don't like it. So whole entire continent between us, not to yep. mention a 
border. Yeah, an imaginary line. Yeah. See, I'm excited about the cat deal. I think it's a really good deal. Yeah, Scott. Yeah, it's a solid deal, right? Deal. Um, ben, are you gonna pick up a cat like when once you get to California? I don't know. You know, it's uh, easier to. Are you gonna drive across fucking not country? having to move with the cat? Mm-hmm. I right. Guess. Yeah, and I'm sure there's so. a million like awesome. I don't know if I assume you're adopting, but I don't know if I should. Oh yeah, assume it. Yeah. <laughs> Makes an ass of Uma Thurman, and who doesn't want that? Twice. Wait, did I hear that joke somewhere? (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) top of show. Uh, Yeah, I I got some other concession out of her too, but I can't remember what it is right now. So uh, I better uh, I better see if I can rack my brain because I don't want to I don't want to get fewer concessions than I signed up for. Is it like a VR headset or something? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oculus Rift out of the deal. Cool man. Oh yeah. it's always cool to see the magic between dogs and cats. Like, the, the, you know, I'm hoping that they get along. Or if you find a cat, so you know, is, it, is it the is it the dog that saws the cat in half, or is it the other way around? <laughs> magic. Dog pulls a cat out of a little hat, right? Right. Yeah. And the rabbit's mm. like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> rabbit's behind the curtains. What? Out of a job. Uh, but yeah, so it's pretty cool to see the two. Uh, I mean, you you've got two of each here. Yeah, but dogs in name only. Like, I don't know. Ben, what kind of dog do you have? Uh, scruffy kind. Oh, wicked. Okay, like, yeah. I don't consider... Like, I love my pugs. Right. But, you know, it's like... I can tell, I can tell you do because there's mugs that say it here. Pugs and mugs. I love my mugs. Mugs, pugs? Uh, but, you know, like, man's... Like, companion, man's best friend, like, save your life, German shepherd? <laughs> not really. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's not going to be coming down the hill with a, a <laughs> collar full of whiskey or anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My uh, my dog is more on the dog side. Like he is definitely down to defend me from all perceived threats, yeah. which yeah. mostly means the indigent people in my neighborhood that collect cans for uh, redemption value. Yeah, <laughs> is that still going on? Is, has there been an update to that? Like, is there still as much animosity? Like that fucking guy. That fucking guy. Uh, like the. <laughs> The second I talked about that guy on the podcast, I stopped seeing him around. Hey, and then that's like good. months went by and I hadn't seen him. And then uh, I saw him uh, being, uh, being arrested uh, recently. So, oh, oh yeah. shit. I, I think things have gone, gone worse for that guy uh, since, since we talked about him. And... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I continue to have complicated feelings because I feel very bad about the, uh, you know, amount we shouldn't of... We shouldn't have called the cops on him. Yeah. Simple right. as that. Well, Asshole. He, he shouldn't have been rubbing his bare butt against a <laughs> grocery store window. <laughs> Come on. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> you know, you got an itch. You got a scratch. Is it, am I right? is it a Canadian yeah. thing? Is it a Canadian thing? Um... Well, I mean, so, you know, uh, I don't know, Ben. I don't know what to feel. I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for you because you don't want to go. But, uh, you know, it's all... Is, hey, is it, is hey, it unsettling? my is wife it uns- is going to be there with me, I am happy to go yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it's true. Good answer, buddy. Good answer. There's worse places you could go, too. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Perfect yeah. weather every day, right? You love it, right, Ben? See, that's the thing. Like, I don't want... I like variety. <laughs> me too. And and the... the we We were there in... You know, last week in February, essentially, it was fucking 85 degrees Fahrenheit the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's insane. Weird. Yeah, that's I insane. hate that. Yeah. I hate that so much. I want I'm, fucking snow sometimes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not all the time, just some of the time. That's right. Mm -hmm. I agree. I'm with you. Uh, I mean, it's got to be, it's just got to be a little unnerving to, you know, it's not like you're going to be moving tomorrow, but just to not know exactly when, you know, it's kind of hard to plan and or uh, relax, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, you've been, uh, you've been really frustrated. Uh, I've been picking up on this a little bit in the various tweets you've been putting out. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling, buddy? Uh, it's funny. You know, uh, our friend Adam Pranica got in touch. He's like, man, uh, is, is everything okay? <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm putting out this vibe of like some like wounded creature. Like, no, I think, uh, man. I, I, You've I'm definitely saying, done that with me a couple of times where I like did three too many dark tweets in a row and you were like, <laughs> hey, man, yeah. how's it going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, AP really cares about you. It's all, you know what it is? It's all just a cry for help. It's, Twitter's just one big cry for help. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I don't know if like saying professionally slash socially burnt out is right, but uh, because what it is is basically in any given night that I work, particularly weekends, but, uh, and I've talked about it before, but it's been really um, uh, pronounced lately. Like, you know, you get... The crowd is peppered with entitled dickheads, right? Dinglings. Yeah, entitled dinglings. And um, I have not been really handling it very well. In, just in terms of like, you know, it's internalizing until I externalize. You know, I just basically, I'm, I'm just sitting on it. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for someone to cross a line. You know what I mean? And the line yeah. is, the line is uh, I usually give more probably than I should. Like, I don't like being an asshole. I don't, you know, uh, yeah. and I, and I hang on to it for long after the transaction has happened. And, um, right. and yeah, I always I'm, feel like worse after I say a shitty thing to somebody who deserves a shitty thing said to them. Like, this, yeah. And, and this is the thing. Uh, you're the one carrying it with you. Like you get, I guarantee you're not getting through to this sort of half in the bag asshole like they're just going to go right. on being this like they are who they are right they're just an exaggerated version of the asshole they are when they're sober right totally and uh, one more bump and it all is forgotten <laughs> that's it man and uh i mean recently like i don't uh i don't um ever approach somebody about a shitty tip i never talk like to a customer i don't because yeah i just feel like it's petty and, you know, it'll all come out in the wash, you know, like you make decent money and that one person, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, but this recently I had to say something, I had to ask somebody why, you know, because the whole service, I was like, how's everything guys? Oh, amazing. Everything's so good. It's the one guy that's kind of talking for the whole, like five, for all five of them. And you could tell yeah. they're, they're younger, you know, they're at this point, everybody's younger than me, but, uh, you know, like <laughs> you're, um, you know, you're. I want to say I'm around mid twenties and that is not, it's not an age thing. It's a personality thing, right? It's just, I happen to notice that these were younger people and, uh, and the guy speaking for the group was particularly, uh, idiotic. And so he, he tipped really shitty and I had to, I just, I didn't want to say anything. And then the people I was working with said, you have to say something, you know, just ask what the problem was. So I, I was again, not going to do it. And then he asked a favor of me. Uh, he didn't like the beer that I'd given him an hour prior. I'd given him three drinks since I served him the first beer, but he let the beer sit and get warm and whatever. And he asked me, he said, listen, man, this beer is really not that good. Is it, is it possible to get another one? 
And um, what a strange move. And I said, it's possible, but you know, remember you ordered this beer. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And I said, okay, but let me ask you. And then I asked him why he decided to tip what he tipped. And he, I mean, he, he, had an, he had a reason. He had an explanation. It was a shitty explanation without getting into details. It, I think I just embarrassed them because I called him out. I pulled him aside. I didn't talk to him in front of his friends. I pulled him aside. I just wanted to find out why. Like you said, everything was fine. You know, what is the reason? And um, anyway, I didn't like, I didn't handle his response very well, you know? Like, hmm. I mean, I basically followed up with like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, I just <laughs> like, are you honestly, are you being serious? And, and, and I, I, the, one of the owners was there and he's like, you have like free reign. Like that guy's an asshole. You have free reign to say whatever you want, you know? And he threatened to not come back. And he's like, I just gave your company a lot of money, like a hundred dollars, you know? I mean, <laughs> okay. You know, it's like, cool, man. I get Maybe it. Not I worth, understand. Yeah. Right. I understand, but like... Oh, I love it when the company makes money and I don't. I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank just, you. Yeah, I just gave this company a lot of money and it's like... But For, you you were a shitty customer and, you know, and you're threatening to never come back. Like, that's like a dream, right? I mean, <laughs> tell all of your friends never to come back. But it's... Yeah. it's I, I basically... I always, you know, I think of myself as like the face of that company, of this bar. And I don't ever want to you know, snap. I just don't want to do it because it's a bad look. And, uh, um, even with the permission of the owners, like, I just don't feel good. Like I said, I hang on to that shit. Like I was angry for like 45 minutes after, mm. you know? Um, and essentially totally. basically what I'm doing is I, I'm asking you guys, I don't know how often you encounter entitled fucking pricks in your life, you know, but being in the, like the job I'm in, it happens regularly and, and yeah. it, it's not getting better you know it's getting worse yeah. and i don't know if it's me that's getting less tolerant or if it's there's more of it and i and i don't want to say that everybody's bad because they're not like there's i meet so many great people at work i really do and uh but it's the, the bad apples you know what i mean dude i think uh, go ahead ben i think everybody should be press ganged into at least a year in the service industry before yeah, we, yeah. they uh they go on to whatever they're gonna do Cause it, uh, yeah, like, like I just don't think there's enough empathy in the world. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. I mean, we we have talked about it. Uh, retail and and service is uh, two things that everyone uh, should have to do. I don't think retail though, because I haven't had to do it. You reminded me of a story that just happened to me last November mm -hmm. on tour, Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, we were uh, we were doing. Uh, we just went to the merch booth after the, after the gig, mm -hmm. right? The guys are still sweating, but like right after the show, I'll go around the merch booth. And if you just kind of want to say hi mm -hmm. or have some shit to sign. Mm -hmm. That's where oh, all the groupies are out. There you go, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, basically you have to have a line form. You have to have some kind of order. Mm -hmm. So people are in line and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's November 11th, mm -hmm. Okay. And there's Never a guy, forget. This, oh, man, there's I'm a so guy, you said it. there's a guy in uniform, <laughs> there's a guy in uniform and his drunk buddy. Mm -hmm. And the drunk buddy, of course, is loud. Like he's, 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 he's pretty fucking loaded. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Hey, Hey you, you. And he's, he wants to pull me over, like over the, over the desk and, with, and hey, ignore you? the line. Right. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like, Hey, this guy's a soldier. You gotta, you know, you gotta get a picture with him. And I was like, absolutely, man. I absolutely will. I just, you know, can I, you know, can I drag your attention to the fucking line? Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's, <laughs> it's like it, this, I don't know how to make you aware of this, mm -hmm. sir. Mm -hmm. You know, so he doesn't like that answer that I won't come 
and immediately take a picture with his soldier buddy. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying hi to all these fucking wonderful people Mm -hmm. that have decided to wait in the line just to shake my fucking hand. Mm -hmm. And all I can, all I can focus on is this guy going, I can't fucking believe this guy doesn't give a shit about soldiers. Can you fucking believe that? Like he's, he's really loud and really mouthy. Mm -hmm. And so I just basically, I, it's my version of snapping. Mm -hmm. I just went, okay. uh, You know, I, I shook hands with whoever was in front of me and I got out from, from around the table. And I was like, Hey dude, I can take a picture with you and I can take a picture with your soldier buddy. Come on, let's, let's get a picture. Where's your camera? Where's your camera? Let's go right fucking now. The soldier guy was so quiet. I could tell he was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's like, what the fuck? What are you giving me attitude for? Like he, so we got the pictures done and he was still upset because he could see it in my fucking, I, I was furious. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, and that stuck with me mm-hmm. the way your story sticks with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I turned into an asshole, but you fucking, you made me turn into an asshole. Yeah. I just, I honestly don't know. I just, I don't know. How, I, I used to tell you stories about when I, was running the record store and yeah. like you know you'd get people who like would quantify like oh you know they'd throw numbers at you like i've got three thousand like dvds or cds or and then like it, because they're regular customers think that whatever it is like jump a line or like talk to you a certain way and it's you know at the end of the day like i don't give a shit you know i don't care what you think or who you think you are you know if you're going to talk to me like i'm a servant which is you know when you're in the service industry believe it or not you get yeah. treated that way sometimes yeah but you're just i mean you're you're more likely to get treated like with respect from most people but it's those few people yeah. where i just don't know i'm like how did you get this far in life thinking it's okay to talk to people this way you know well i should know yep. better from a, a drunk guy you know you shouldn't right. take him seriously mm-hmm. but it's like wow you sort of get like real time in real time accused of like yeah <laughs> you don't give a fuck about the troops man <laughs> you know but you know there's no excuse for like some sober guy in a fucking cd yeah, a, store just because right. there's a counter between you fuck yeah. that yeah i mean yeah and then that's the other thing I, I used to think that working in a bar would be better it's like oh yeah i gotta get out of retail i think working in a bar would be a good idea and then it's just re- <laughs> it's, it's fucking retail with alcohol it's ridiculous yeah. it's like I, I honestly thought that until and, someone and like, whatever's yeah, going up their nose in the bathroom yeah. Oh, dude. Mm. Let's not even talk about it. Nasal, yeah, it's, nasal it's, decongestant or whatever. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Ultravin. I don't know if you guys sure. have Ultravin in the States. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know what that is. It's like a, it's a decongestant. <laughs> it's like, it's a decongestant that you, uh, inhale through your, your schnoz. <laughs> but, it's not um, even, it's, it's not even a good joke. It's not it a good is. joke. Um, so we'll, uh, bleep that out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so Ben, like, do you, did you encounter this? Like, what do you do? I mean, like, how do you, how do you, cause I think you and I are similar temperament sometimes where it's like, you know, your fuse is like me, my fuse is just getting shorter basically. Yeah. I think like I, in so many areas, I think I'm getting, I'm, I'm becoming a better person, but when it comes to dealing with entitled people or, uh, I don't know, assholes, uh, I'm not, I'm less tolerant, you know, I just don't have the time. Uh, my strategy has been to like turn in on myself and re- withdraw from the world at, at large. Yeah. I think <laughs> pretty that's much true. like I don't have a job where I have to interact with hardly anybody. So the like three or four interactions I have on a normal, like if I'm working from home, if, if I'm on set, like generally speaking, if I'm on set, I'm as close to the boss as, as it's possible to get. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm the boss uh, or I'm the, the guy that the client is dealing with. And, you know, clients have, 
their reputation as being needy idiots or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, you can be as entitled as you as you want if you're cutting the checks. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I guess, but uh, yeah, like I have completely. I mean, I'm I'm perhaps more sensitive when I'm out in the world dealing with folks that have to deal with folks than mm-hmm. I probably would be. But that's like, that's the only, you know, I'm, I'm always just like, Oh, like I, I try to give good tips and I try to like be not pushy. And like, I'm, you know, whenever I'm out to dinner and somebody is like trying to make a complicated change to their order, like, Oh, can I have the pork chop? And instead of a pork chop, I want a chicken breast. And instead of the, beets that come with it can i have lentils and like that makes this top of my head so hot i'm just i like i like crawl out through my belly button and leave the restaurant yeah yeah i mean it it, i i want to make it clear it's not it's not uh i I brought up the tip thing it's not typically about that it's just about the the attitude specifically but i mean i get you know people barking at you like hey hey well i just think that like very like people come to scenarios like that with just such diverse expectations like i love going to a restaurant where it's just like this is the food we make uh if you want it come buy some and if you don't don't even come yeah that's you know, exactly like, that's exactly how we operate where i where the, i am there's like a a burger place that i went to one time with my uh with my wife and her parents and they pretty much serve like a, a specific burger. They don't do substitutions. They don't do, you know, they're not like trying to keep track of all the like different variations on the burger that different people are asking for. So because the burger wasn't totally set up the way my uh, in-laws wanted it to be, mm-hmm. like we ended up having to leave the bar because it was like too upsetting for them. Oh, and, no. Oh, no. you know, their expectation when they go to a restaurant is I'm going to tell you some food I want to eat. And, you know, whether or not you are planning on cooking any of that shit, you're going to find a way to <laughs> put that in front of me, you know? Yeah. Well, that's and that's just yeah. not like that's might be a generational thing, you know, like that might be that might have been a normal type of restaurant when they were growing up. Yeah, it could be generational. But I, I, I agree with you. The expectations are wild, uh, widely varied and like. You know, depending on uh, what bit of press the people read about your restaurant in, you know, like if it's a particular magazine, then they think it's like it's like approved by this publication, for example. And then, you know, maybe it's like a more of a fine dining thing or, you know, like they just have an expectation or, you know, we get constantly we get people in asking, oh, what do you have on tap? And then you give them the four taps that you have. And then it's like, I'll take a I'll take a name a beer that I didn't just tell you. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, no, no, we don't have that. Oh, do you have something? You know, and they just go through a list. It's like, you you don't ask what we have first. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway, I, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, it's basically ruining me for like social, like actual, my real life social um, uh, interactions sometimes. You know, like I, my, I'm less tolerant of bullshit in a conversation, like small talk or whatever. You know, if I don't happen to identify with somebody's, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever they're saying, it's like, I'm just, it's ruining me and I don't know what to do about it. It's actually like, you know, it's, uh, I think I have to get out of the job is what I have to do. I think that's what my, it is. my prescription is have a smoked martini. I'll tell you what it's, um, 
it's uh, lighting a fire right now. Uh, it's, it's like it's it's igniting this fire, and then it's. Uh, I guarantee that fire is going to go out. It's going to get snuffed right out, and I'm going to be fucking sawing logs in no time. <laughs> uh, no, but it's good. I, I uh, you know, you know this about me, Ben. I don't typically drink a lot of uh, heavy booze drinks, um, but this is. Yeah. I, I do like it, you know, and and the scotch included for somebody that doesn't drink a lot of scotch. It's um, it does add a nice little layer to. Um, to the gin and uh i was giving it 50 50 odds that you would shut me down when i uh when i sent this drink recipe to you um but well, I, uh i'm glad you like it i i think it's an interesting idea for a drink and uh and i feel like um you know if our listeners are kind of new to making cocktails at home this is an interesting variation on the kind of standard martini recipe because you know a lot of people make their martini with the coop rinsed with the vermouth mm-hmm. rather than you know adding some bit of portion bone, of vermouth and it dry. kind of it kind of open up opens up a, a whole world of experimentation where like oh what else could i rinse my coop with if i'm making a martini yeah yeah i mean you uh i, I was going to ask you what you think of um because with scotch it's about maybe the smokiness of the scotch or the, yeah. peaty, the peatiness of a scotch do you think um uh, like a mezcal would work? You know, I'd be curious about that because uh, I have never tried anything like that. So yeah, I um, just, yeah, I wonder. Just because of the, that, that you know, it's not quite the same, but a similar type, right. um, type flavor, you know, or taste. If if I had to follow a hunch, I might go with like a old Tom Gin or a Geneva if mm-hmm. I was going to do a mezcal rinse, mm-hmm. just to have there be like a kind of, contrasting you know like a sweeter uh sweeter base spirit to the to the kind of dry smokiness of the mezcal but Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean that's that's an awesome area to explore Mm -hmm. if uh if anybody listening gives that a whiz right in tell us how it goes yeah uh you people have been really good about it lately you've been uh really sharing photos and uh thoughts and stuff so keep it up um, who, do you, who do you mean, you people? <laughs> you listener people. You listener people. Um, yeah, we uh, we should. Uh, I should say thanks again to everybody that gave us that crazy deluge of call-ins for yeah. our hundredth episode. That was so fun. And then I was like, man, maybe we pushed our luck last week with that because uh, we didn't get any calls. And then I I put something up on our Twitter soliciting calls and i got another deluge like i have we have like a couple weeks worth of worth of calls oh man uh, amazing you know it, it it's um we in the beginning you know it was it was a bit of a, a push because you know the listenership was was uh oh i don't know if it was low or people just didn't want to yeah modest or, or if people didn't want to contribute but i mean seriously it's been it's been really cool the uh, yeah. participation factor totally Ben, do we have a listener call this week? Indeed we do. Speaking so uh, if if you are intrigued about this uh, cavalcade and want to get in on the action, just go to letsdrinkabout.it. There's a voicemail tab on the right-hand side of the screen, and uh, it should work on desktop or mobile. You can just record the audio right there. And uh, I think if you're on mobile, you have to download a little app, but it's free and you know shouldn't be too much of a headache. So uh, here is our call. Hey, Chris and Ben. This is Jaron. I'm a longtime listener, but first-time caller. 
In a week and a half or so, I'm going to give my first ever professional talk at a massive physics conference, and I'm still producing the result for it. And I need a drink for that. Thanks. Wow. Man. Uh, that makes me, I'm like, I just, my, my palms just got sweaty. Thinking about <laughs> talking in front of a massive physics conference. I know it's got uh, to be something with dry ice or something. Right, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, I, I'm, I'm, pretty... I'm wondering how massive the <laughs> physics conference is, you know, because uh, force mass acceleration, right? Sure, man. Totally. Me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know what? I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the long time first times. Let's, uh, let's do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long time listener, first time caller. Can't believe I got through. Love the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've done it. I love this uh, podcast that WFMU puts out called Seven Second Delay. I guess it's also a radio show. I listen to it as a podcast, but every everybody that calls in, one of the hosts, like before they can get anything out, goes, "Oh, you love the show! You can't believe you got through. Long time listener, first time caller." <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> so, so you have to avoid, it, so you can avoid that beat. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. It, it just cracks me up every time. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Jaron, um, this. Uh, this is a little drink uh, that I devised. It's um, sort of a twist on a whiskey smash. I'm calling it a particle smash. Hey. I, I don't know if, if you do high-energy particle physics or what type of physics you do, but uh, particles pretty much work their way into every little corner of the physical universe, don't they? <laughs> sure do. And they've <laughs> worked their way physics. into this drink in the form of kumquats. Cool. So uh, this is two ounces of bourbon, half an ounce of simple syrup, eight fresh mint leaves, plus a sprint for garnish, three kumquats. So place the kumquats, the syrup, and the mint in a shaker and muddle them until the kumquats are pulped. Uh, those are your smashed particles. Uh, mm -hmm. Add the bourbon, fill it with ice, and shake until well chilled, and then double strain into an ice-filled rocks glass and garnish with a halved kumquat and a mint sprig. So you need about 36 kumquats for this. <laughs> how, big are, how big are kumquats? Kumquats are little. They're like, uh, oh, okay. they're like grape-sized uh, oranges, essentially. I oh. think my childlike brain you know, associates them with coconuts. <laughs> so I never updated that file. You know, I never knew. I'm trying, to, I'm just... trying, to, blend, I'm trying, to, trying to blend the two words into one. <laughs> coconuts. <laughs> Go on. Probably more. should do it off mic. Yeah, off mic. Coconut. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, like in the same breath, lost Anybody? the ability to speak. Anybody wants coconut? Coconut? Anyone for a coconut? Smash? I'm sorry. I think you need to go home, sir, <laughs> or do a hospital. Yeah. Oh, um. Or head to the bathroom and have some nasal spray. So they're <laughs> so they're so they're much smaller. Uh, than I than I thought. So that I yeah. I, I learned some today. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, or you could substitute the kumquats with coconuts and uh, <laughs> smash mm. three oh, yeah. coconuts. Smash three coconuts in the biggest shaker you've ever seen. Yeah, get it's a bucket. Be fun. <laughs> um, well, uh, let us know how it is, Jaron. Uh, it sounds tasty. Um, everybody loves a smash. Yeah, um, smashes. Uh, smashes are. High up there on our list of favorite kinds of cocktail, aren't mm -hmm, they? Mm-hmm. They sure are. Well, I think that just about does it. Am I right? You are right. 
Chris Bowman. If, I, if I've got anything to go by, the last uh, you know two years of my life, uh, once a week, uh, I think this is about the end of the show. Um, so Scott, Scott, uh, are we still sort of not living online? You don't have an online presence outside of the band? Um, yeah, but that's going to change really soon. Okay. But if you want to get in touch with the band, we have a Facebook page, Finger11. Yeah. And if you want to go to Twitter, you can reach us at Finger underscore 11. Mm-hmm. Cool. At or some bullshit. Yeah. So it's finger underscore at 11. How does you it work? You got it. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just tell, just say computer, Twitter or finger 11. Hello, that computer. Should work. Yeah. Uh, well, Scott, thank you so much. for. Thanks being for having me. It's I been had, a true pleasure, Scott. Really Thanks for coming back on the show. Is. You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R. A-H-R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Drink About It, uh, where we're increasingly active due to the diligent and excellent work of our friend Lizzie Bartelt. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, Lizzie. Uh, we should thank Paul Watling for our art, and we and should thank Paul. Graham Walsh and Jamal Richardson for our music. Thanks, fellas. And we should thank Scott Anderson for being our lovely and talented guest. The man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Well, with that, we'll be back at you next week with more drinks and more life events or other way around to go with them. Uh, uh, Go ahead, Ben, because I (laughs) fucked that up. (laughs) Later, potato. Don't choke on your bum and coke. That was a marathon. It was. That was a long one. What? We're really flying in the face of everybody's suggestion to make shorter shows. <laughs> Are they really actually, do people say that? Uh, um, not people that listen. Only people that tell us what to do. How to run a podcast. Far. I, don't, yeah. I don't like that. I like my podcast. Like, I listen to like two, three-hour podcasts. I love it. Yeah. I would say better. that the, the majority opinion based on the tweets we got after episode 100 was, you guys should get drunk every week. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty special. Yeah. As a listener. It was, uh, that was a lot of fun to do. Maybe we should do it every 10 episodes. We'll do that. <laughs>